Are we going to do this thing video too? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay. So they get to see my wonderful looking face. Um. Welcome to Dad Habits Die Hard. We don't have all this figured out and we aren't experts. We're just two dads who love Jesus and our family and want to serve both well. We've done it wrong way more than we've done it right, but we're just trying to fail forward, realizing that we're leaving a legacy no matter what. So I guess welcome to the first uh, episode of Dad Habits Die Hard. Um, I'm Matt. This is Michael. And, you know, one of the things that we thought about perhaps is like, who are we? Why are we doing this? You know, how did we meet? Maybe that's a good place to start. So. Michael, what do you do? Who are you? And where where, and when did you have the privilege of meeting me? My name is Michael. Are we going to do this thing video too? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay. So they get to see my wonderful looking face. Um, anyway. Yeah. Uh, Michael, I got uh, four kids um, and we met working together, if my memory serves me correctly. Yeah. Doctor. How long ago was that? Five years ago? Four? Four or five years ago? Five. Something like that? I don't know. COVID doesn't help with when that time frame happens. Yeah. And and really, it, it was kind of an interesting way that we met, right? Because uh, we didn't know each other. You knew of me from a conversation with another coworker. And uh, we ended up sitting down at a booth at the student center just mm-hmm. kind of having a conversation where we got to know each other and i felt like this is going to sound really affectionate right like we just clicked right <laughs> we just clicked and i feel like you know friends at first sight yeah we were friends at first sight absolutely uh i felt like from a work perspective we were pretty aligned you know mm-hmm. in the things that we cared about and um unbeknownst to us there was kind of a plan set in place for us to eventually get to work together mm. and so or orchestrated that dude oh 100 percent. that was so incredible it was funny too because it was a very hush hush idea from the administration and you were told with the caveat don't tell anybody don't talk to anybody about this and I was told with the same caveat, right? And so I think there was a few weeks there where we were interacting. And I think eventually at some point, we just said, hey, meet me outside. And do you know what I know that you're not supposed to know and I'm not supposed to know, right? And so we were, we were both very cryptic, but like we both knew it was a weird kind of discernment. Are you thinking what I'm thinking kind yeah. of deal? And I think yeah. at some point we got a, we had a guilty conscience. And so we told the administration, Hey, by the way, we figured it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, uh, and the, the response we got from the president of the university was loose lips sink ships. And so that was kind of like this, <laughs> this gets out. It may not happen kind of thing. So that um, was, that was funny, but yeah, you know, well, over the next... I will always remember that season because it was super sweet um with you and i think largely with this podcast we were just kind of you know failing and falling forward on several different things you know talking about family just all of life plus work and everything that entailed there yeah i mean just 
I, th I think a lot of our conversations center around being intentional, um, you know, whether that was work or family. And um, yeah, I mean, so I I count our time together as, you know, some of the greatest years that I've had, right, from a work standpoint, just because mm -hmm. it was fun, right? Mm -hmm. um, I guess a little about me, I've got four kids also. Um, how old are your kids? You didn't mention, what's the kind of the age? Yeah, sorry. Uh, so I got two boys, two girls. My type A is really, really happy there. Uh, my oldest is 10, then eight, then six, then two. Yeah, and I've got two boys and two girls too, and we're at 16, 14, 10, and seven. And our, our two youngest are adopted out of foster care. So hmm. we didn't actually have a wonderful have story kids. we'll have to share bro about that another time. That will have to be a podcast series. You know, I may yeah. have to get my wife on to because to keep me honest, right? Well, uh, because yeah. yeah, it's it is a story of God's faithfulness and learning that we're in control of nothing and uh yeah it's kind of nuts yeah. so i i neither one of us work at this institution anymore we have uh both since left and um i have boring you know kind of normal day job right uh you don't so maybe tell a little bit about what you do well that could be a whole other segment but essentially god called me into ministry uh, I started March 2nd of 2020, which most would be like, well, that was a terrible time to do anything, especially in ministry. Really, with how God was moving, it was the best time. And so uh, I feel like COVID was either you sunk or like you're just like swimming like crazy. And so I was swimming like crazy. And so I work at a ministry called Practice Ministries. So it's a 28-year-old ministry that started in 96 in the hub of Dallas, Texas. And I actually, cool thing is I actually got to do it with my dad in 1996 when it started. And so God called me back in a crazy way. So it's, it's a ministry that equips dads that, to teach their kids, son or daughter or both uh, with, with Bible studies. So we provide Bible studies that I, I tell dads that are pretty turnkey for them to do with their kids or rope other dads together and, and do it kind of in a community setting before school. It's kind of how it looks like. So I yeah. uh, have the opportunity to do that. That's pretty awesome, for sure. Yeah, I was super disappointed when when you left. Uh, for those of you out there, I was his boss, right? And uh, we worked in IT, and uh, we were kind of the leadership of IT for this institution. So not only did it suck to lose a friend, but it really sucked to lose the other kind of executive under me during COVID. <laughs> You know, so that was that was a rough parting, but you know we've stayed really good friends throughout that, and so I've been super fortunate for that. So, so yeah, so I guess you know maybe we could talk a little bit about what we're hoping to do with this. You know, as maybe you've heard the intro already, we are not experts. Like this is not a hey, we're really great at parenting. We're great, awesome followers of Jesus. Like look at us, we've got so many awesome things to teach you. Like. I think we had the realization that we have had so many conversations over the years about just being intentional, whether it was leadership, marriage, you know, parenting, whatever the case may be. And we just thought, you know, why, I would just re record some of these conversations, honestly, because who knows, you know, maybe 
one person listens to this, maybe a hundred, maybe a thousand, I don't know. But if, if one person, you know, is able to get something out of our failures and maybe do it better in their own lives, then to me, that's, that's worth it, you know? And the other part too, if, if we kind of schedule to have this, you know, once a week, there's, there's like preparation in it for us. And so like just being intentional in terms of how we're thinking and studying the Bible, um, I think is only a good thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We would definitely want to be an encouragement to those that land here and hear from us. And I mean, this was largely your idea, Matt, which I love. And we were having these conversations like, why don't we just like start recording this and see what happens? Yep. So you know, there's a lot of us out there, a lot of us dads in the marketplace, you know, got kids and their heads are spinning and, you know, they don't know uh, what to do or where to go. And so we need as much of us to kind of rally around and encourage one another, or bring us back on the, on the road or whatever that it might be. Yeah. So, well, I, and, and I guess maybe it's a good kind of segue to like talk about um, the name of the podcast, right? So dad habits die hard, obviously play on word with, with dad and bad. But I think one of the things that we have realized is, you know, the dad plays such a significant role in the life of the family and the generations to come afterwards. And regardless of whether you're a good dad or a bad dad, a present dad, absent dad, you're going to leave the same impact and it's either going to be a good one or a bad one. You know, Michael, I know you're particularly passionate about this idea of like multi-generational, you know, kind of ministry and stuff. Like maybe can you share a little bit about what that means to you and and kind of why parenting and what you're doing is is really important? Well, first that you you remind me of a book I recently read. So maybe we'll have to tag that in the show notes or whatever these whatever these however this falls and however we do this yeah figure it uh, out as we go <laughs> that's right um i think we don't have to go over the statistics of dads as matt was talking about there's a really really good book you know maybe you're a dad landing on here and you're like man i'm just feeling miserably or maybe you're doing okay or you're just like i just need to get better i don't know how i need to get better i don't even know what it looks like um, but you know, there's a lot of traps out there that the enemy has set up that owns that wants to jack us up in our families and our marriages and all the above, because he wants to kill, steal, and destroy, as we know. What scripture tells us there's a book called The Boy Crisis, and it's just like a really comprehensive, it has all the data, it has a lot of stuff. Maybe your kid struggles with ADHD. It's just like I found it like really, really resourceful of like, if you're kind of one of those guys that's like, man, I just like, I need to know, and you're super analytical, like all about dad or, you know, your past or whatnot. But it just talks about the boy crisis that we're in all over America. And you could argue probably the world. And so great book. Um, but <clears throat> another thing that I have found, what Matt was saying is uh, when you look at scripture, my parents divorced when I was seven, my wife as well. And so kind of the foundation was ripped out from under us. Uh-oh, hang on here. We got an interruption of a mail carrier, it sounds like. <laughs> um, uh, my, my foundation was just ripped out from under me. And so coming into marriage, you know, I was pretty intentional about like, man, how do I rebuild and, and what does this look like? And I kept looking at scripture 
and I kept seeing um, just it's typically the part we spill over, right? It's like, and all the genealogy of, of this person, it's like, oh, well, where does this end? And then I'll just pick up back on the story. So I just found that like, one, if we just ask the question, how does God build the family? The family was in the very beginning. Like that's the, God could have chose anything or anyone and he chose a family. Mm-hmm. And so like the family is incredibly meaningful when we look at scripture. And so then how do I build a family? And is the family just about myself or other people or what? So I believe he 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 wants us to create it multi-generationally. So not just for my family, my kids, but even more than that and in the next generation. And so if I have a mindset, like we build a business, we have a mission statement, and we're thinking, okay, who's going to take over with me? And then the next person we should be thinking that way in the family as well. And as far as leadership and as far as mission statements and a lot of what you see in the business, something I've thought about in the last, you know, five or so years of like, man, how do I do some of what I've learned in the marketplace where I worked? Like, how do I apply those things in the home? Because that's where it really matters the most. And what am I teaching and training my kids? That's going to outlast me. Because if I don't fix it in my own self first, it transfers to my kids. Yeah, I mean, like looking at my family genealogy, you know, there's a pretty consistent sin pattern that just goes generation to generation to generation to generation, probably four or five generations at this point where families have been absolutely wrecked by sin. And, you know, uh, I'm sure we'll get into it at some point, but that was nearly my story as well for my family. And so, you know, I'm thankful that God has the ability to redeem and restore. Nothing is beyond his ability to do that. However, um, I, I kind of want it to stop with me, right? Like I don't, I don't want to see my kids go through the same thing and my grandchildren go through the same thing. Like at what point does this kind of stop, you know, for our family? And so I realized unless I'm intentional, that's where it's headed. You know, well, I think you're exactly right not to get like super deep, but there are those things. Do we know what those generational curses are in our family? Like, have we stopped and taken time to kind of do an assessment like we would in a business or, hey, let's take a look at from a technology perspective. Let's take a look at our website. Let's kind of do a discovery of what's working, what isn't working. Do we do that from a family perspective? And you know, alcoholism runs deep in the generations on my side. I lost my brother this year in June and I saw that growing up. And so I kind of made a hard no on like one. I knew if I did it, I'd be super addicted. And so like, I just have never touched it, but I've seen the ripple effect it's caused. I mean, three generations or so back, like we can trace it back and see, you know, when it didn't just pop on the map and say, Hey, I'm, I'm here. Mm-hmm. And so we need to know what are those things if you don't know what they are. Yeah. So, you know, we, we've got kind of a list of running list of topics that, you know, we're thinking through that we just want to chat through. And again, I can't emphasize enough. Like we are not experts. Like the very things that we're talking about are the things that we struggle with day to day and just want to do better. And so, um, you know, we're just, planning on kind of chatting once a week and, you know, posting our thoughts and who knows, like I said, if one person gets something out of it, then uh, it's probably worth it. Right. So, um, you know, I'm, okay. so kind of, go ahead. 
Go. No, I was going to do a, a spitball round, but you have something, so go. No, I didn't. I was just about to transition. But I got to ask, why? So those of you that are that are listening to this, you know, via like traditional podcasts, you can't see us. But like we both work from home and we have shockingly similar backgrounds behind us. So my question is, why? A, why did you copy me? And B, like, why is yours not as cool as mine? So I'm just wanting to follow in your footsteps. I think you have a filter on your map, actually. I don't know what uh, all those funny colors are. Do you no, even know what those funny colors are? Hashtag no filter. No, I don't know. It's more decorative than anything. It's not right? a legend? No. Yeah. And I my... want, well, I, I did a map to show where practice ministries is all over the world. Oh, okay. So you can see the thumbtacks. So, so I can pray over them when I'm in my office or, you know. So yours I actually has some meaning world. and mine so is just purely aesthetic. It's great. I guess so. Way to church it up. Okay. And then I guess my next question is, you know, like, why is your beard game so weak today? I mean, I know, just you... shaved last yesterday. Yours and... is just coming homeless on me over there. <laughs> you need to tame it up. We've... Do you use beard oil? Uh, no, man. I got natural oils, dude. <laughs> so, one of the funny thing is, oddly enough, a topic of conversation that we've regularly had is uh, surrounding beards somehow. So I don't know how that has always continued to be something that is discussed between the two of us, but it's just like a manly thing, man. I prefer like the clean look. You know, I think you probably got me into even growing a beard. Yeah, you remember when you first started hey, growing, you had like this like random line, you know, and I was like, yeah, you were like, Bro, I don't know how to line. tell you this, but stop doing that. <laughs> this is how we learn people you just have somebody come up to you that you know when they tell you and they give you sage uh wisdom or advice or i don't know maybe who knows you actually adhere to it or you're like yeah. i don't know that person he's a jerk uh, okay so what was your uh what was your okay so spitfire? next week we're recording on wednesday next week is thanksgiving uh-huh. i'm sure it's like really peaceful there's no family dynamics you know he was doing what nope. family coming over any like tips of this because we have a lot of dynamic in my household and we've got some my um wife's sisters coming in town and so there's like a lot of you know there's happiness and hurt and who's cooking the ham to who's getting the the turkey and you know how do you turn the oven on and whatever yeah. i don't i don't know that i have tips but i like know what has gone wrong right so I guess the opposite of the tip you know for me like one of the things that I think about is just like expectations you know that we all have expectations about how things are going to go and sometimes they're communicated sometimes they aren't sometimes they're rooted in deep family things you know from the past about how things should go or what the role of gender should be or whatever the case may be so I think for us, when things have not gone well, it's because we have not clearly communicated all of the expectations that we have to our spouse ahead of time, you know, and, and so I think that's probably a key place to start with is like, what do you so would it be good to have happen? a meeting? Yeah, maybe yeah. like a meeting with your bride. Yeah, dude. Not showing up after work on Friday and figuring out on Monday what you need to do or something. Probably a I don't good know. idea. <laughs> 
I don't know if that's your wife. My wife gets uh, super unhappy with me when I am unaware of what is happening schedule wise with our family, you know? Yeah. Especially if you've told me before. Yeah. And I don't know if that's just a gender thing or whatever, but like typically we're not very aware of those things. And I think part of the problem is, is because we do not go about our lives day to day thinking about the things that need to happen for these events to take place. Right. But it keeps our wives like up at night, you know, like they notice everything and we're just like, Mm -hmm. Oh, Hey, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Cool. You know, and they've been been thinking about it for a month. Right. Um, So I think a be go out of your way to be aware of what is happening and remember it. And then, like you said, sit down with your spouse and just talk about like, what are the expectations? Even if you think they're silly or dumb or unrealistic, doesn't matter. Like if you have an expectation, it needs to be communicated. So maybe like, hey, honey, I know Thanksgiving is next week. How can I help you? Are we supposed to serve our wives, Matt? I mean, I think so. Right. So two most Ephesians talks about that. There's there's a couple of verses in the Bible about serving others. Right. You know, I find it though, like asking my wife, how can I help you? That is almost a trigger for her too. that question, because how can I help you means I don't know what's going on. Maybe for some, yeah, good. (laughs) Maybe maybe for some women, right? Like even just asking, how can I help is like a, who are you kind of moment. Yeah. But, but my wife, literally, if I asked her that, would turn in a circle and and say like, you can't look around and just see that there is like, mm-hmm. things are on fire, right? You know? Yeah. Well, hopefully yeah. you're asking this before. Yeah. Or right. like, there's a two, or, there are two times to ask that. The bad time that you're describing and like the pregame time of like, hey, this is coming up. What can we, how can I help you? What can we do? Or, or you know, it's a part of like studying our wives. Right. Like, because I think that's a whole nother conversation is just studying our family and understanding them and knowing at them. Hopefully you've been aware of what has happened in the past enough. So potentially even set, starting with, hey, I was thinking that I could do these things to help. What do you think? Would that be helpful to you or is there something else? Right. So it's it, it, it's much more intentional even if the result, you know, turns out to be mm. the same, you know, and I, I guess since we're talking about, you know, um, kids, <laughs> dad habits die hard. Um, what does it look like? I would ask you, what does it look like to be a good dad during the break, right? Like not only for the way that you care for your kids, but like the way that your spouse sees you being a good dad. I, I think I know the ways not to be a good dad. We can share those stories, but <clears throat> I just want to read. Uh, you wrote this down. I have it over here on a monitor of kind of what we're talking about. It's Matthew 20, 28. It says, just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. And so I'm going to answer your question, but I just want to say, like, when the holidays come around, there's a lot of dynamic. There's a lot of family. There's a lot of different personalities. There's all these things. And like, if we believe and confess Jesus as Lord, we have to be willing to see past the dynamic of our families and like love people for who they truly are. And now easier, way easier said than done, because I've got dynamic coming in and it's going to be hard. 
but like I have to die to self and I have to choose like I want to love and serve this person um, and sometimes those are my kids sometimes that's my wife sometimes that's people family coming in the door um, so that's that's a choice that you know as followers we should we should make um, I would say I would argue that that is a fruit of the spirit right and you know like maybe not one of the designated ones from Galatians but like it's going to be difficult to carry that out if the spirit is not working through you. Right. Right. And so it, it's kind of like studying for a final exam. You can't cram the night before you can't pray enough the night before, you know, that, that you're going to be spiritually full in order to do that. You know, like this kind of just illustrates the fact that we've got to continually be pouring into a relationship with Jesus so that when those things come about, we have enough in the tank to be able to do that. Connected to the vine, right? Yeah, John fifteen five, right? That's right. Uh, so I think, I think the heart posture of if if you're going into Thanksgiving of like knowing it's hard in the moment, but to kind of say, like, okay, Lord, like I want to be a present dad, you know, as we roll into Thanksgiving, you know, it's been a busy several months or whatever it worked. Um, would you show me ways that like I can intentionally engage? And so like, if you're thinking about that, I think you're going to be more apt to then respond. Um, I think for me, it's just finding different ways to include the kids in the Thanksgiving meal. Mm. Cause look, you're either training them or you're not. That's and right. so I'm not, I'm not a good cook, but like I can turn a grill on, I can, you know, stick a needle in the thing and say, it's ready or nope, it's not ready. Um, and like me, me learning and then teaching, I mean, if, if we're making disciples, like they're following us around, they're like our little mini me's. Yeah. And so when the, when your son or daughter or whatever says, Hey, can we play catch? Like that is like one-on-one -on -one or maybe three on three, whatever the case might be of just like that, those fun memory, heart connections. Hey, will you jump on the trampoline? Yeah. Or a board game might not be something you really want to do, but if you have kind of primed the pump and your heart is in the posture of like, man, like I really want to connect with my kids, you know, or what does that look like for your your wife as well? I think just preparing your heart to to be ready for that, whatever it might be. Yeah. And I know we're going to talk about some of these principles in a, a later episode, but like understanding that your life is not about you, right? Yes. Like in that moment, you may not want to play that game. It doesn't matter, right? Like your life is not about you. And so you never know how like that simple investment, that inconvenience you is going to like be a relational deposit that could be a forever memory, you know, that your kid has with you. I think one of the things that I'm going to attempt to do is I'm going to attempt to leave my phone on the charger in a different room the whole day. Like not even have mm -hmm. it in my pocket, you know, because like, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's just a generational thing, but like where it's so easy just to like constantly be looking at a device, you know, mm -hmm. whether it's a TV or a phone, nobody can be intentional with somebody else with like a divided attention, you mm -hmm. know? So that's my challenge for me. I think over this break is to put away the phone. Mm, that's good. That's a really good one. Good practical. Um, I think that's probably a really, really good one. Yeah. Maybe I'll do it with you. Let's do it. All right. So, yeah, I mean, I think kind of walking into this uh, week, understanding that there are 
going to be things that are stressful, right? There are, mm-hmm. we're interacting with a lot of in, imperfect people and we all need Jesus, <laughs> right? Yeah, chief of sinners right here. Yeah. Um, looking to serve others. Mm-hmm. We're not the center of our story, right? Mm-hmm. And don't be distracted. Cut mm-hmm. out distractions so that you can be present. Like those and are the ask things. God, and um, ask the Lord, what do, you, what do you want me to know right now? Yeah. Right? He'll show you. And if you feel, if you feel like I'm not really good at this, I think you're better, better at it than I am. If, if you feel the Lord prompting you, like take immediate action. Yeah. You know, we say in our house, Matt, delayed obedience is disobedience. Yeah. I don't want to be disobedient to the King, even That's though right. I am sometimes. Forgive me, Lord. Yeah. Cause we never know what missed opportunities there's going to be, you That's know? Right. So, well, cool, man. Well, I think we're coming up on time. Um, as always love talking to you. I think this is super fruitful for me, you know, as I just want to be a better dad. So mm. we're going to be off next week for Thanksgiving. Um, but then hopefully we can figure out something to talk about when we come back together. I think there's plenty. It's a pleasure, dude. Anytime we get to catch up with you, I mean, we were doing this and so it's fun to kind of put a little more structure behind it. I think we're both pretty structured people. So yeah, absolutely. Grateful grateful for you. Have a good Thanksgiving. Hey, you too, man. Love you. And we'll talk to you later. Love you. See you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Dad Habits Die Hard podcast. Help us out by following us and rating us on iTunes. And you can also find the video version of this podcast on YouTube. You can find the link in the show notes. Be sure to subscribe and hit the notifications bell to never miss an episode.